0: This is Daniel Montero back here with the Gangier Smoke Break. I'm here with John Henry. That's it. Appreciate you coming on the show, my man. You know what I'm saying? I know you're coming from San Francisco, and I'm glad that you're able to sit down with me because I know your partner um, definitely wants to keep it on that professional tip when it comes to smoking. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So if you don't mind, man, I'm going to light this up before we go any further.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You got to get the important stuff out the way first, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. (laughs) I keep on trying to tell him like this is a professional part of our industry, man. I <laughs> think
0: it removes the ego, allows us to connect a little bit better. One hundred percent. It's just like we're just chilling on our own time. You know what I'm saying? 100%. That's the goal, like 100%. we were talking about, to demonstrate what real cannabis culture is. You know
1: what I mean? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. What do we have the
1: fine pleasure of this evening, man?
0: Some that original glue. They're not calling it Gorilla glue anymore because of the lawsuit that happened. So uh, it's original glue. You
1: okay. Know what I'm Okay.
0: But it's organic, it's indoor, definitely some strong indica. Okay. But what I'd like to uh, know more about is um, you know, how you grew up, where you grew up, and uh, when you're done with that, if you could share with the audience uh, your first experience with cannabis and how, how that was for you.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I'm originally from uh, a little place in Louisiana called Monroe. Uh, shout out to the 318. And uh, you'll understand why I'm shouting out the 318 and my hometown here in a minute as I get into my story. Uh, But I grew up in Louisiana, born and raised. I graduated from Southern University and A&M College in Baton Rouge. I'm a a, HBCU guy, so that's been a really big part um, of of my professional matriculation and everything throughout my career. And um, you know, I was a mechanical engineering major, I was an ROTC student, so in college and everything, I didn't have a lot of time to uh, really experiment with cannabis the way that a lot of my friends did and everything. And
0: you were educated in Louisiana?
1: Absolutely. Okay, gotcha.
0: And when did you start uh, smoking cannabis?
1: So, to piggyback on that, the first time I actually probably smoked weed uh, was, was in high school. Mm-hmm. And that was with my friends back in Monroe, and it was more of a social thing for us. Um, Still responsible with it, even at that age. I uh, was not. What do you mean
0: responsible? What does
1: that mean? So responsible with it meaning that I never went to school um, high or, or, or consumed before going to class or anything. It was something that I just basically used to do on the weekends with my friends to just like relax from that school week. Um, even then, if I did it during the week, it was like for a football game or a basketball game. You know, something to help help me relax and be cool with my friends, like following the peer thing. Did you
0: ever get in trouble for it? Absolutely not. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so you were responsible. I'm very
1: responsible with it, man. Yeah. Like even even the little bit that I did, I will tell you that I honestly did not learn how to roll up until um, <laughs> like three years ago,
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: which is very funny.
0: And so after smoking on the weekends in high school, you're saying you didn't really touch it on the regular until after college?
1: It was after college. Can uh, it you was share at, more about that? It was, actually, it was actually after my naval career in which... Um, naval career? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was a, I was a service guy. Um, I flew for the Navy for three years after college. You flew for the Navy? Absolutely, man. Damn! Absolutely. I flew T-34 Charlie's, uh, which is like the turboprop trainer and the uh, C-12 multi-engine trainer. And uh, I had a short time in the Navy because around 2010, 2011, the reduction in force happened um, during Obama's administration. So it was either stop flying and go be on a ship, or uh, get out and get my engineering degree a, a, a twist, and that's what I chose to do.
0: Now, I'll be honest, man, during Black History Month, I read about, I wish I could remember his name, the first African-American pilot uh, for the Air Force.
1: I forgot. It
0: was a black and white picture, you know what I'm saying? I
1: forgot, man. Those pictures are real nostalgic when you look at them, because it does remind us of a time period and everything where, you know, we were just restricted because of the color of our skin and nothing else.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so now we're in a totally different world, We're in an industry where diversity is celebrated, and if you can share with us a little bit more about um, how your career in engineering um, translated into the cannabis industry. What got you started in the cannabis industry?
1: Well, very interesting story about what got me started in cannabis. No, please. So, curious thing was, (coughs) told you I smoked weed in high school and everything, and the reason why I said I smoked weed in high school was because at the time, (coughs) Excuse me, um, I'll, I'll start over on that one. Yeah. Um, the reason why I said I smoked weed in high school was because actually the quality of the weed back then, I still remember it. It was just like that real brittle, still had the seeds in it. Like you could tell like it definitely maybe been traffic in uh, in an orifice that it shouldn't have been in. <laughs> you know, That's pretty funny, dude. <laughs> I mean, when I when when I when I when I think about it then, and we thought that that was gas, like it was good. Uh, when I think about it then, and what I got introduced to after my naval career and everything, uh, I had a stint in New York City, and believe it or not. New York City actually had good product. It was very yeah. comparable um, to oh. what I started to experience when I moved to California.
0: How much were you paying?
1: Oh, man. I could get the half ounce for about 175 What year was it? That was 2000, 2012 to 2015.
0: And when did you move out to California?
1: And I moved out to California in 2016, November 2016. Now, I'll never forget it. And I'll never forget it because it was right after. Um, no, it was right before Trump got elected in the office and I just remember how depressed I was. I remember how much weed I smoked and everything.
0: (laughs) And what brought you to California, man?
1: So, back to what got me into cannabis anyway. Yeah. Um, I had a breast cancer scare with my mom back in 2016. And my mom at the time was about 72 years old. I had the pleasure of watching my best friend of 35 go through chemotherapy in New York City and it was just not something that I wanted my seventy-some year old mother to have to endure. So I remember leaving work and rolling up on my balcony and everything in Oklahoma um, and doing the research and just thinking to myself, you know, cannabis... Is showing up and they're talking about how it's curing cancer and how people are are living better lives with cannabis like what is this about I mean I know I'm just coming home and I'm just doing it recreationally just to relax a little from work but what are these people talking about what's this gimmick about so I approached it from a data standpoint I remember researching online and watching all these YouTube videos and reading all these articles about different types of illnesses or health conditions that cannabis was legitimately helping. Mm -hmm. And when I say legitimately helping, I mean to the point where I was watching anywhere from old men to babies to dogs. Literally stop shaking after somebody squirts RSO or a little bit of tincture into the mouth. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling my mother and I told her, I said, We hadn't even had that conversation with the doctor yet. But I said, if you get to a point where they tell you you need chemotherapy, I said, I'm looking for jobs in California right now. I said, before we do anything with chemotherapy, I'd much rather you come out to California and try this cannabis thing that they're talking about. And I was diehard for it. And I just remember continuing to research and research and learn. We were very fortunate. Our family was very blessed. My mom only needed a few rounds of radiation. She didn't need the chemotherapy. But at the same time, this is a woman that started crying in November when I told her that I was quitting my job at Whirlpool, Lean Six Sigma Black Belt, rising global engineer, or whatever, and coming pursue entrepreneurship and cannabis because one, I think NBC had released a special about how the cannabis industry was this multi-billion dollar industry, but there were no black people in it. Where were the black and brown faces that have been literally incarcerated right here. for decades? Right here in our faces, like right here in our eyes, right? And yet I'm literally watching and helping you, some of you guys at the same time navigate this licensing process because it's, literally a professional and compliance game
0: yes and taking a step back James Henry share with us about your brand where you're based out of you know what I'm saying
1: absolutely thank you for that so James Henry SF we're based out of Oakland we are a social equity uh, we are a social equity brand out of Oakland um, and, we're be- that. Yeah, and, man. We, and we're very proud about that we have a social equity partner that you guys will meet soon um, she's, a, she's, a, she's a wonderful person. Like, we would not be able to operate here or participate in any of this without Blair. Why James Henry? So James Henry, um, my business partner's name is James and Henry is my middle name and we wanted something very classy, we wanted something very elegant that would roll off the tongue like a Remy Martin or a Jack Daniels um, and we wanted something that was going to battle some of the negative stigma surrounding around cannabis consumption. So we sat down with the Knox family, who is a family of doctors um, that really understand cannabis and really understand the endocannabinoid system. And we said, is it really bad for people to consume throughout the day? Um, and if they do consume throughout the day, what should they consume throughout the day? What different phenotypes, what different cannabinoids, what different type of terpenes, what, how should we approach this if we literally wanted to medicate someone throughout the day? And so with that, we came up with our three proprietary formulations with BAS Research in Berkeley. And we basically have a really unique system that is very simple. And it allows a person to consume CBD during the daytime when they have tasks to do. So our college students really like it, but my my mom in her 70s really likes it because it breaks away out of her anxiety. She's not she's, go ahead, I'm good. She's not studying for anything, but the college students really like it because it has a biavance adderall effect. And, Go ahead. Is
0: there any THC in that CBD? Of
1: course. You need a little bit. You always need a little bit of THC with the CBD to feel those therapeutic effects. What's your ratio? The ratio is a 5 to 1. It's a very functional uh, ratio. And the good thing about that ratio is that it's very non-euphoric. But it does give a nice relaxation feeling that for me, I use it throughout the day so that I can just approach stressful situations better. when you're running a business and everything and when you're dealing with changing regulations and, and compliance and everything, you just needing something that you can just function through. And I didn't want to become an alcoholic and just drink shots throughout the day. <laughs> truth, truth.
0: And how about your nighttime formula? What's the, what's the other two blends you're talking about?
1: So when you're never being a responsible adult during the day with the CBD formulation, we do have an evening social formulation that's a very non-racy sativa. It's got a really nice headband effect that's very pleasant, and it's very uplifting and bright. It makes you laugh a little bit. So it really brings out that social element in people that have a little bit of social anxiety or might be shy. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't feel like being around anybody, that's okay. Uh, We have our weekend retreat formulation, which is our Indica formulation. And it's a really chill formulation. We derived it from Granddaddy Purple, so it has a very nice terpene uh, texture on it. The really good thing about our hardware is that we use really nice CCL hardware. It's all stainless steel and glass. There's no plastics in it. And if it didn't come from the cannabis plant, then it's not inside of our pens. Mm -hmm. And even the way that we balance our cannabinoids with our THC, with our uh, terpene content, it's even meant so that you don't have some of the issues that they talk about in the vape industry with um, the heavy metals and things in our cartridges either. So we're very happy and very proud about the brand. Um, And we're excited about where it's going in the future, too.
0: Oh, man. Thank you for sharing about your brand. What I'd like to know is, how would you describe your personal
1: relationship with the plant? Ah oh, man, um, my personal relationship with the plant has just been e- ever evolving for a very long time and I didn't even realize it. Um, I didn't realize that when I was consuming cannabis in Oklahoma and everything, it just it wasn't because I was bored, it was because I have a little insomnia and cannabis helps me stay asleep at night. Um, when I had the breast cancer scale with my mom and I started looking into the medicinal benefits of cannabis. I. Really have gotten into a place where I don't even take aspirin if I have a headache I rub cannabis topicals on top of my temples and my head Or I'll take a tincture or something besides going to like a chemical or a synthetic to put inside of my body And don't get me wrong um, You know, I'm from the south so I eat my fair my fair share of, of, of sausage and boudin or etouffee and all of that But I gotta admit, um, when it comes time, when it comes times to like the chemicals and the things that you know, has been pushed upon us as American citizens and everything, you know, I, 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 I do question it sometimes. And so my relationship with the plant has been one that has really connected me to being aware of those type of things. And understanding pesticides and cannabis actually helped me understand pesticides and food. So even the way that I go to the grocery store has changed because of the relationship with the plant. Um, and if I have to tell anybody anything about that relationship with the plant is that everybody's relationship is different, it's unique. You have to explore, you, you you have to get out there. You can't let one bad experience or, or what the, the negative media says about cannabis consumption fool you. This is a plant that connects us all. I have never seen anything else, man, that has connected all races, ages, sex. I'm talking about political beliefs, religious beliefs. And sit down in one place and just for that moment, not even think about anything except for being able to sit down and enjoy what this plant has to give people. And that's more than a high. That's more than a, than a, than a heading trip. It's community, and that's the powerful thing about the plant.
0: And I think what you're saying too is cannabis culture, and what does cannabis culture mean to you?
1: Cannabis culture is everything. I mean, when I say it's everything, it's what makes the plant the plant. The whole reason that we know about these medicinal benefits of cannabis and these potential benefits of cannabis is because people have been healing themselves for years without any of the science even being written about or researched about. People have been literally doing this for years, and the fact that it's gotten out the way that it has, it's an international conversation. And when I say that cannabis connects us, cannabis connects us internationally. It's an international conversation. People around the world. Talking about cannabis, you know, of all the things to talk about, like they're talking about this, and so cannabis culture is something that I'm glad that I got a chance to come out to California and really experience and talk to some of these originators of the culture, these people that live and die for the culture, like yourself, man. Because the way the cannabis industry is moving now, I see a lot of commercialization. I see a lot of authenticity that may or may not be lost in the years to come, but at the end of the day, I know that my authenticity and exposure to the culture here in the Bay Area will live on forever. Um, and that's something I will support to the day I die, my man. And
0: speaking of living forever, where do you see yourself and James Henry in three years, five years, you know, down the road?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we got some really good growth things in store for James Henry down the line. Um, we're right now expanding in California, so be on the lookout for a James Henry's flower coming very soon here. Uh, we're also going to get into other lifestyle products because no matter. How you choose to consume, whether it's a CBD only product or whether it's a product containing THC, we really want you to be able to experience James Henry for the experience that it is. And that's having a stylish product that's having good quality, very sustainable type of products. That's having a product that is created and based by social equity owned business, a black and brown owned business right here in Oakland, California. And we do see James Henry expanding across the states here very soon. and while I'm talking about the states and everything, you know, being an entrepreneur, I do want to delve into the CBD market from a scientific perspective and make sure that I have a really effective product out that can be internationally recognized.
0: And also, you're talking about being recognized. How can the audience get a hold of you? Uh, email, Instagram? Absolutely.
1: Website? So if you're looking for us online, www.jameshenrysf.com. If you're looking for us on Instagram and Facebook, that's at JamesHenrySF. If you're trying to get a hold of me personally, my email address is john at jameshenrysf.com. If you're an investor looking for good businesses to invest in, please contact me. If If you're interested in the cannabis space in general and just want to know about how I transitioned and how that professional career and background kind of prepared me for the business that I'm operating today, please reach out. I don't mind sharing my story or anything, and I don't mind connecting.
0: Hey bro, I appreciate you coming on the show, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely juicy, I got to know you a little bit better. I appreciate you more, you know what I'm saying? And it's cool how diverse and vibrant our culture is. And the more we can do cool stuff like this, the more we can show the world who we are and where we're going. One hundred
1: percent. And I want the world to see us, man.